This is Shelby Hansen, and you are listening to episode 65, How to Let Life Get Really Good. Welcome to the Get Your Energy Back podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. As a life coach, invisible illness warrior, and kidney transplant recipient, I've navigated the waters of chronic fatigue for nearly a decade and can help you feel more energized and alive than ever before. In this podcast, we dive deep into topics that can help you boost your energy levels and live a more vibrant life. Whether you're looking to overcome limiting beliefs, improve your relationships, gain a better understanding of what is affecting your energy levels, or simply find more joy and fulfillment in your life, the Get Your Energy Back podcast is the perfect place to start. So sit back, relax, and join me on this journey towards a more energized, balanced, and vibrant life. To today's show, this show is going to be all about learning how to repattern things when you get stuck in thinking, hmm, things are getting really good. Things are really good right now. And I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. So we're going to speak about that today. Um, I hope that you're all having a great week. We just got back from sunny Florida and it was our kids' spring break. So I had a really good time down there. And I was just thinking about how when I was at the theme parks, going to these amazing rides, doing some really fun things, how your brain does not know the difference between reality and your imagination. And being in Disney for my son's marching band to play through, um, really brought this to my attention because we went on so many magical rides. And as we were going through these rides, parts of it felt like I was actually there, actually experiencing the things, doing the things that these rides were um, helping me to envision, especially in Star Wars or in Avatar. It felt like I was really flying. It really had my brain believing that I was flying with the motion and all of the sensory things. And so I wanted to bring back that energy and talk with you about this because I find that people with chronic illness, this is a very common um, thought. And it's something that I struggled with for years, feeling like every time things were going pretty smooth with my health, with my life, that there was just this little inkling, just anxiety sitting on the side saying, hmm, but just you wait, just you wait, the other shoe's going to drop. So I don't know if you've heard this expression before. Uh, I was looking it up because I was like, where does that even come from, this waiting for the other shoe to drop? And from what I can tell, it comes from when people lived in New York City, people could hear their tenants above them, and they would hear when they got home from work, and they'd sit down, and they'd take off their shoe, and the shoe would drop to the floor, and they'd sit there and wait for the other shoe to drop. Now. In the chronic pain world, we talk about this kind of um, patterning as predictive coding. It's literally, if you think that you're hurt, you will hurt physically in your body, even in the absence of physical damage. And so it shows up physically in your body, and it also shows up physically in your energy states. So just think about when you are believing this thought, 
I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Something bad's around the corner. I'm just waiting for something around the other corner. It's this pattern of anxiety that brings up fear. And when you are in that fear scarcity state, it's very restrictive and very reactive. And like I said, this is a pattern that I've studied for years. When you're in that restrictive state, that puts you in the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. And any of those responses can be very physically taxing and can take a lot of energy, especially if you're not flexibly moving through those um those states, like how I coach my clients to be able to learn how to do. So being in that state, it steals your energy. And um, the first book that I read that really talked about this, that spoke to me was a book called The Big Leap. And it's by Gay Hendricks. If you have not read this book, it is so fantastic. I highly recommend it. And in this book, Gay Hendricks talks about how we as humans typically have an upper limit problem. And this upper limit problem is believing that things can only get so good and then they're going to get bad. So like I said, the other shoe is going to drop. There's something around the corner. We are so indoctrinated with this thought that many times you don't even know that it's a thought. We just believe that it's reality. Okay, so I'm going to help you think about three simple questions that you can ask yourself when you find yourself in an upper limit problem, when you're thinking things are really good, but something bad's going to happen, thinking that how you can ask these three questions to start to repattern and expand your upper limit or start to shatter it altogether. So I wanted to share um, my story of how I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop and it always did drop. And how, um, like I said, I struggled with this for forever. So if this is something that you have struggled with as well, hopefully you'll find yourself in this story as well. So the first time for me was that I felt like I really wanted to go back to work as a speech language pathologist. And I wanted to do this, um, after my third daughter was born, I'd found some daycare for her and I was ready to get back in the workforce and to start, um, living my dream of being a speech language pathologist. So I had lined up the babysitter, had lined up getting, um, starting to do job interviews, and I got a letter in the mail telling me that I was in kidney failure. <laughs> and I joke, but of course it was devastating and really, you know, terrifying. And so I was like, okay, I thought that things were good. I thought that I was feeling good and that I could go back to work, but obviously I can't right now because of what's happening with my body and being the primary caretaker for my three kids when my husband's in the Air Force. I'm just going to put that dream to the side. And then I and you know, went to the doctors full-time for a long time and then felt like I had finally figured out this whole kidney failure thing. I was in stage four. I wasn't quite ready for the trans. Well, actually I, I was, I was ready for the transplant list, but hadn't quite gotten listed yet. But I felt like I have this under control. I'm good to go. I found a friend that had a speech clinic and she was ready. I was almost signing the documents to, to go back and work with her when I found out I was pregnant in kidney failure. And this just shifted and rocked my whole world because it was not something that we had planned and something that we were actively preventing. And so as I was going through that pregnancy, I was like, there's no way that I can work. This is too challenging. And of course, I want to do my dream. And then this thing gets in the way. You know, it, 
babies don't really get in the way per se, but that was what the, what the story that my brain was offering me. And so then after I had my son and I ended up, um, uh, we moved and I felt like, okay, I think that I'm ready to go put my work out online. And I was uh, working really heavily with a business coach starting to do a program to put online and found as soon as I, like within a few weeks of being able to launch that, I got the call to get my kidney transplant. And so as I went and got my kidney transplant, you know, there's other podcasts that talk about that. I had delayed graft function. I had a very challenging recovery. And um, I was just like, okay, I guess that that's not the time for this either. I just kept feeling like I'm gonna, I'm ready to go back to work. I'm ready to go do something. And something's always gonna get in the way. Something's always, the shoe that's always gonna drop. There's something around the corner. But I knew I wanted to work. So um, I went around and was able to physically heal a lot. And then I um, found childcare for my son a year later after my transplant and had lined up a job and I was like, this is it. I'm so ready. And we went on a cruise the week before and I got deathly ill while we were on the cruise and came back home and was hospitalized because I caught a parasite before we had gone on the cruise, didn't know it. And I was supposed to be going to my first day of work when I was hospitalized. And so... um as I was there, I was just like, why is something always getting in the way? Why is the shoe always dropping before I want to go back and work and do this? And as I was doing that, I, I realized I was in the hospital while I was thinking this. I was in the emergency room getting ready to go to one of my very favorite band's concerts that night. If they would just let me out of the emergency room and tell me that I was healthy enough to do it. And that was the moment that I decided that the story that I had been telling, that something was always getting in the way of me being able to work, was a story. I had picked up all of the facts and I had concluded that something was always getting in the way and something was always stopping me. And so I decided in that moment that this, everything, that moment was asking me, how much do you want this? And I'd never asked that before. And it had never felt like the, the right timing before. I could have made it. But this time I said, I'm done with this pattern of always waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm ready to repattern something else. I'm ready to take this situation and make it mean something new. And what I wanted to make that situation mean was that this how like going back to work was actually not going to impact my health negatively. Going back to work was actually going to help me to be more healthy. And so I left the emergency room. They let me out. I went to the concert. The next morning at 8 a.m., I was there for my very first day, my very first work experience after 10 years of being a stay-at-home mom. And I kept telling myself, this, this is it. This is how I get healthy. Now you can see when I was in this state of, oh, like something's always getting in the way. Hello. I'm in this state of this nervous system state of being in scarcity, of being so scared and so fearful. 
And it wasn't until this moment that I was able to transform that to make this an empowering story where I was the hero of my own story. And that's what I want to invite you to do. How are you the hero of your story? Now, that doesn't mean that that it negates all of the negative things that I'd gone through, all of the physically challenging things I'd gone through. I went through a lot and I honored that struggle and I honored the the fight that I went through. I literally fought for my life over and over again, but I was ready to release the pattern that something bad was always around the corner. I was ready to repattern something new. So these three questions that I I want to offer to you today that can really help you to repattern this. I want to share the very first one, and I've kind of already shared it. I have a little sticky note to remind me that my questions. But the first one is, how much do I want this? So when you have something that like things are going really well, and it feels like something's coming up to get into your way, How much do you desire the thing that you really want? Because I'll tell you, once I repatterned this belief that something bad was going to happen and something was always going to get in my way and I was always going to get sick, once I repatterned this to, wait a second, this is just showing me how much I want this. I have kept on this path of wanting to go back to work And obstacles keep coming up because guess what? Obstacles are always going to keep coming up. The obstacles end when we are no longer in this lifetime. So expect obstacles, but stop expecting the obstacles to be the thing that stops you. I decided to stop every single one of those times going back back to work because that's what I felt called to at that time. It wasn't my health that was stopping me. It was me deciding that I was going to prioritize my health and that the way to do that was not to work and not to push myself in that moment. And I was able to, when the time came to do that new job as a speech therapist, to know that I wasn't going to push myself. I was going to use this moment as a way in order for me to get healthier. And that's how I have viewed work from here on out is that it is a, a way for me to improve my health. And since that moment that I went back to work, that was back in fall, the fall of 2019. So I went back to work and a school district in the 2019-2020 school year. So you know what happened in that school year. I've never been hospitalized since. And that stands to a huge testament because after my transplant, I was hospitalized every few months afterwards. And that's pretty typical for people with with, um, organ transplants. That's not out of the ordinary. But I know that leaning into this empowered state, this parasympathetic calm peaceful, empowered state is what helped me to heal physically and emotionally. Okay. So that's the first question. It's like, how much do I actually want this? This good thing that's happening in my life, this new thing, this new goal that I want, how much do I actually want it? So the second question is, how good am I willing to let things get? How good are you willing to let these things get? How much do you want these things? Now, we have a set pattern. This is what Gay Hendricks talks about in The Big Leap of how 
good you think things are. And you, a lot of times people think this is it. Like this is the only, um, this is what I deserve. And this is where my set point is. And that's also relates to our nervous system because once you get out of that set point, it gets scary and you're brought to an escalated nervous system state. You go into that, um, that sympathetic nervous system state of the fight, flight, fear, or fawn, a feet freeze or fawn because you're so worried about what's going to happen because the other shoe might drop. But what if you're just willing to focus on how good things can get with releasing the fear of things getting worse? So that's how you start to expand that. And that helps with the window of tolerance with physical pain and also um, emotional, energetic, um, physical um, feelings. Your fatigue is able to decrease when you're in that aligned state. And so when you are able to teach yourself what is safe, what kinds of things that are happening in your world are safe. That's when you're able to have that expanded level, um, window of tolerance, like I talked about. So the third question is, how is this preparing you for the next version of yourself? Now, notice I didn't say this better version of yourself. We're always amazing, 100% worthy, 100% lovable where we are. But each version of yourself knows more than the last version did. And so how is this preparing you for the next version? This can help you to be able to expand and to find out what it is that you are ready for. Instead of, like I said, always going back to this fear-based, starting to reimagine a new future that is faith and trust-based. So going back to this Disney um, example, it's going on the Avatar ride. And for the Avatar ride, you sit on this um, virtual reality kind of dragon-like creature. And you go down, uh, you, there's a big screen in front of you where you're able to see Pandora and you're able to fly. And your brain knows like you're sitting in Walt Disney World. But I mean, your body knows it. Every like your brain and your body know it. But as you let yourself get fully immersed in the sensory experience that's in front of you, it really feels like you're diving down into the cliffs and there's this beautiful scenery all around you. This is the gift of our brains. Our brains can be used for imagining the very worst things that can happen, but your brain can also be used to imagine the very most amazing things that can happen in your life too. And if you're going to give as much, so much airtime to the things that could go wrong, it's only fair to give that much airtime to how good things can get. How do you want to feel in your body? What emotions do you want to embody? What do you want to have happen in your life? Because when you start to pattern those things and envision them, then your brain unconsciously starts to go to work making those things happen, putting people in your life, having intuition tell you things that you wouldn't naturally normally know. Those things get put there so that you can grow and expand and enjoy this next version of yourself. So start to question, 
Why is it that I'm going into this fear state? How is fear protecting me? What is it protecting me from? Because most of the time, fear is protecting you from some interesting things. Some people tell me it protects you from uh, looking dumb in front of other people. But the only thing that happens if you look dumb in front of other people is that you experience an emotion, usually fear. When you're willing to feel the fear, not push it aside, feel the fear, move forward anyway, and start to tell an empowering story that no longer creates more fear, that's when you begin to expand and to raise that upper limit of what you think you deserve and what you think life can be like. Because especially with chronic pain, with chronic illness, with chronic fatigue, life can get better. I feel like this is the thing that that medical professionals don't tell people. You think that when you hear the word chronic, we think that it's going to last forever. And in my experience, it doesn't last forever and things can always get better. I didn't always used to believe that. Uh, there was a lot of times when I had to sit and mourn the things that I had lost and that I thought I would never get back. But there's so much that I have gotten back that I never thought that I would. That's possible when you start envisioning and imagining a new reality for you that is better than you could even imagine. Like you start imagining it and then let it go into the universe that it could be better, that the plan in front of you could be better than what you think it is. So start to question these fear things, these fear-based stories, and start to let go. Let that other shoe drop wherever it is, but stop making it mean that you're not going to be where you were always meant to be and to become who you were meant to become. You see my sign back there? (laughs) Like The world needs who you were made to be. And the circumstances of what's happening in your body, what's happening in your life, what's happening in relationships, whatever, that is not going to stop you from becoming who you were made to be. Those things are going to turn you into the version of who you were made to be. If you let it and stop believing those fear-based stories and start living into the imagination possibility of a future that is full of faith and better than what your brain wants you to believe right now. That's how you expand your window of tolerance. That's how you expand your life. And that's how you start to feel more energy in your body. That's when your energy comes back because you stop fighting against reality. You start accepting the emotions that are happening in your body and you start living the life that you were always meant to live. All right, have an incredible week and I will talk to you later. Are you ready to welcome in more vibrancy and energy into your life? Join me for a body talk call where I will help you understand how your body is speaking to you through symptoms and through your energy states. Simply go to the show notes and schedule your call today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating more vitality, energy, and vibrancy in your life today.